0: And good morning and welcome to the Be Real, Get Real podcast. I am your host, Nancy Matthews, one of the three founders of Women's Prosperity Network. And we created this podcast series of real women sharing their real stories of life, of expansion, of contraction, of all the things that occur for us so that others will be uplifted and inspired. And our guest today is going to do just that for you as she shares her story that she calls uh, about being a prison, being the prison of your own mind. So today we're going to delve into that discussion and find out what Barbara really means by that and how she set herself free. Uh, before we do that, let me go ahead and share a little bit about Barbara's background so that you get the depth of the expert that's with us today. So, Barbara Beckley is a professional keynote speaker, a two time best selling author, a purpose strategist, and a social media personality. She's the founder and CEO of The Diamond Factor, which empowers people to understand their PPD. Love this purpose, passion, and drive, especially for women to help them overcome their challenges so they can shine like a diamond in their business and in their life. For the past nine years, with her communication and leadership skills, Barbara worked her way up to becoming a program quality director, providing educational opportunities for over 5,500 potential clients. In addition, she has worked over 30 years within the commercial in, in insurance industry as a broker or mentor, she offers training and webinars and great opportunities. And without any further delay, welcome Barbara Beckley. Yay! Thank you, Nancy, so much.
1: I was like, wow, I could have wrote that better myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you are you're easy to shine the light on. You've had a robust. Uh, career. And I think one of the things I most love about you is how you shine like a diamond and really have that servant's heart. Um, so, So first of all, thank you for the time that you served as a chapter leader of Women's Prosperity Network in the Chicagoland area and all the lives that you impacted through that forum and now everything you're doing today.
1: Thank you, well, first of all, I need first of all, I have to thank you for okay. you know putting me on this platform today, and then also, you know you just said about the women's prostrate, women's prostrate chapter leader. I'm telling you let's put a little plug awesome, 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 like I said, every stepping stone in your life, you learn and you grow and you meet wonderful people mm-hmm. and when I was a part of the chapter in Chicago. I'm telling you, Nancy, first of all, meeting the three three of you, the, I'd call you the awesome wonder sisters. <laughs> and then with that, <laughs> you know, you you know, you, you show you shy. I call all women queens. So I'm just going to put that out there to everybody right now. Okay, nice. When I'm talking about women and I say queens, you're all queens. So thank you so much. And I appreciate you um, just being in my life and just, you know, we're doing this journey together. And I always tell all women that we're all together. We're bonded.
0: Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So so tell us a little bit about, you know, this concept and experience that you had of being in a prison of your own mind. What do you I mean, I can glean what you probably mean, um, but what are some of the things that happened for you that ended up um, catapulting you to that next level?
1: Well, it started way back once upon a time, like they said. But it started at the age of seven when I was going to grammar school. And I was a very, 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 very shy individual at that time. I really didn't feel comfortable in speaking because I didn't know what place I was at at school so i mean you had all the kids that either they were the ones that were talking a lot or the ones that were kind of like into their you know education then you had me which i just feel like i didn't fit somewhere it was just really weird now at home i had my mother and dad i had the yin i call them the yin and yang my dad was like the soft-hearted barbara i love you you know you're awesome and then my mother was the tough cookie like you better get there you better get your grades and everything so I was kind of in a, in a back and forth situation at home. And then when I get to school, I seen all these other personalities and I just felt like for some reason I wasn't fitting in. Mm-hmm. So that's what started a little prison in my mind. So when I say a prison in my mind, it's like I was putting myself in it, shutting the door and saying, okay, I'm just gonna stay here. And just, I just feel comfortable in my own little space. So that's what started that mm-hmm. to say to myself, okay, this is where I'm at. And when you do that, especially when you're young, everybody knows children can be mean at a certain age. And I started getting bullied a lot at school. Every day I was going through something where somebody was either talking about me in a certain way or just basically telling me I was stupid. I, you know, I just didn't, I shouldn't be here. I should be in another room where they have the, what they call the special kids, which is sad. Um, and they just really didn't understand me. The only person that, and see, I always give people when you, the signs in your life. So the signs in my life was my teacher at the beginning. Mm-hmm. She told me, she came to me. She said, Barbara, I don't want you. She said, you're special. Okay. Not the special that they're saying, but you have a special gift and it's growing. And she said, you have, and I hope you understand this because I know you're young, but you have a diamond in the rough. Oh, wow. She told me that. She said, but in, with the diamond, and she explained the story about the diamond to me. And she said, so you're just getting molded right now and you're getting tarnished and you're getting wiped up and everything so you can shine like that special diamond.
0: What was her name? So you see
1: where this is going.
0: Yeah, what was her name?
1: Um, Mrs. Mrs. Howard. I'll yes. never forget her. Never. Right. I, yeah.
0: there, there, I think each of us have someone you know whether it was a parent or not or a teacher that makes that lasting impression you know and and you as as you are shining as the diamond you are now you show other people how to do that too like that's amazing
1: yeah. So that's, that's why it started there. Because a lot of people ask me, well, where did this diamond factor come from? Why do you call your your business diamond factor? And I said, there's a story. <laughs> like we say, and I said, it started at that time. Now, the biggest thing about it, I'm just going to because of timing. At that time, she was telling me, you know, you're a diamond in the rough. So I went home. And I was just crying because sometimes I' go home crying, sometimes I would just go home just being quiet, just doing my work. Now, the, f- the funny thing about it is, and my dad used to always say, he said, "You're doing your work, you're getting A's, you're getting your grades right." So that wasn't the problem. It was just an identity factor that I had that I didn't feel like I was worthy to be even in the in the school for some odd reason because the kids were bullying me. so he now two days after the teacher, Ms Howard, told me that, he sat me down and he's like, "You know." you are oh. shining you're like that diamond in the rough now no they way. didn't talk they no didn't way. talk wow and, and i'm looking and i'm looking like okay at eight years old i'm like you know all i knew about the diamond at that time was i know it was pretty i know it shined and for some odd reason they kept telling me i'm in the rough <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so that was the exactly. second time <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what is this <laughs> but it's this it's, it stayed in me so slowly and surely with the, with being in, you know, the prison in my mind, those were the little keys that were starting to happen. Even though I was, you know, around, people so around me was giving me the negativity of myself. I still had other individuals coming to me, telling me, no, you're not what you think you are.
0: Well, and, I, and I think that, so you get these little messages from your dad, from your teacher, and then you go back into the classroom And you get the bully in the comments, not good enough. So there must be like a little bit of a, you know, a war that can go on within.
1: Yes. So yes, it was was a big war.
0: How do you, how do you overcome that? Because, and and I'm asking you this specifically, because when we become entrepreneurs or when we have a passion to get out there and make a difference and and have a big impact, there will be people that other people that say, oh, you're never going to be able to do that. Your own mind is going to trigger back to how you think you're going to do that. Like, so I don't think that internal battle necessarily, you know, goes away completely.
1: No, no. And sometimes, you know, I tell people, because some people go, like, Barbara, you're shy you're doing things and everything. You know, you look so um, just, a, it looks so natural when you come on and stuff. And I'm like, but you know what? I still, to this day, Sometimes I still battle with with that, but at when at that time when I was younger, I used stories. I loved music at that time, and I loved movies. Mm-hmm. So when I would go home, I would. It's funny. I'm just thinking about this now. I love The Wizard of Oz so much. I mean, that was like my favorite movie. <laughs> my favorite. I mean, I would watch that, Nancy, over and over. And then my dad, God rest his soul, he would sit there and watch it with me. <laughs>
0: over and over (laughs) and he's like oh i have to watch this again (laughs) that's that's one of my favorite what why did that movie so touch your heart and your spirit what was it
1: i think it was because dorothy you know she was you know having her struggles and then when she got you know whipped up into the you know into the other world of the wizard of oz and she was seemed like she was taking those steps and then she was meeting people that she was resonating with. And then at the end, basically, you know, at the end, we know the story that at the end where she was always loved and always cared for and everything, but she's had to go through those little, you know, steps. Yeah. And it felt like I felt like Dorothy. <laughs> for some reason, I feel like Dorothy and the Wicked Witch was all the kids at the school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, so those stories and, and I tell people, um, you have to find an anchor. I always say there's an anchor in everybody's life where you kind of hold on to that anchor no matter what's going on when the way I always saw the waves of life or the earthquakes in your life is going crazy. Um, you hold on to that anchor. So I think that anchor for me at the time when I was younger was the stories and the music that I love and that kept me motivated and moving to say, okay, even though they're talking about everything, I, I kind of went into another world
0: and, and placed myself there. To keep me moving and that carried you forward and carried you away. You, um, you probably know music for me is quite a big motivation and inspiration and yes. you know the 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 lyrics and the songs and the movies that we watch if you think about what's po- being poured into us um it's like you can do it there's a way you know don't stop believing you know just keep on going eye of the tiger i mean there's so many things that we can reach out to, right? To to uplift yes. us. And and mm-hmm. here's the thing. We get the choice of what we allow to come into our ears and to yes. come in through our sight. Yes. And see at that
1: time, you know, when you're younger, you just know certain things because you're still learning. Mm-hmm. So what happened was when now I'm just moving forward at the age of 17, um, there was a tragedy happened where my father was murdered. Oh wow. So This is the same person that was, you know, basically telling me and giving me all those, you know, you're awesome, you're wonderful, you know, and I called him my rock. So with him passing away in the way he did, that was another. Okay, here we go now. Okay, now I dealt with this stuff, bullying, and now my dad is gone. My so my, my protector is not here anymore, right? Yeah, I, just, I was like, oh my god, where's my where's my protector? Uh-huh. But the awesome thing, of uh, going back again with the signs of your life. Mm-hmm. So at that time when I found out about it, and my well, my mother found out first, and then she kind of told me, and I told you, my mother was I love her so much, Rest her soul. But she was rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was hardcore, and she and she was like that because she grew up that way. So I kind of understood after I got older why she was. You know, she was the way she was with me. And I appreciated that because she made me strong and not, you know, just saying, okay, Barbara, just don't, you know, let yourself go. You need to be strong in you. So with that, when she told me, I just basically, Nancy, I just lost it. I lost it. I went in my room, shut the door. It was like a whirlwind. By the time the paramedics came, because they had to get me out of the room because I really just lost it. I was like in a little fetal position in the corner of my room. And they said, well, we're gonna have to take her to the hospital because we're kind of nervous of what she might do, okay? Uh, Now at that time, a lot of people always ask me when I tell them what happened, they said, well, why were you so upset where you was just tearing up your room? Why weren't you like maybe crying or sad? And I said, because I felt like my world just collided with somebody that was there for me, that he was a stand person that was kept on and on. You
0: got angry.
1: Yeah. And I was, I was, I'm going to say I was pissed. <laughs> I was really upset and I was upset at the world. I feel like the world just needed to stop and say, you know what? You just, I just lost somebody here that really was a part of my life that was really powerful. So with that, they took me to the hospital and they put me under They sedated me basically. And they put me on a 40 hour suicide watch because they didn't really know what mm-hmm. I was going to you know, do. And I'm telling you, Nancy, I'm just thinking about it because that's why I always talk about people with the signs. So the nurse came in, she was checking on me and, you know, this really regular check, she had to take blood pressure and all that stuff. She comes into the room and she's like, you know, I really don't know you that well, Barbara. And I know you just lost a loved one and we're here for you. And I think at that time, they're going to bring in a counselor too, because they wanted to you know, make sure I was okay. She said, but something, she said, I don't know why I'm saying this, but something is telling me that you are a shining object. You are a diamond in the rough. You ever heard of that saying? Third time, Nancy, Wow. third time. Wow. Now it, I was like, okay, something's up with this diamond and I need to pay attention. Mm-hmm. So I always tell that story because people like I said, people always ask me, where did the diamond factor come from? So that's why I said I wanted to name it that because with the diamond, as we always know, it goes through so much. Uh, and I feel like in everybody's life we go through those, you know, those trials and those I always call them earthquakes and floods and, and volcanoes in our life. But after it would it withstand everything. I mean, with the diamond, the heat is so you know, just putting heat on the diamond alone is just this is the it's like oh my god well and so we get we, heat in our lives sometimes
0: we get heat in our lives we get pressure we in get our cut lives. yes and, and a diamond doesn't come about doesn't form without those things yes right
1: so those yep yeah, so i always say the stories and that's why i always tell people the stories in your life the chapters in your life mold you to the person that you are now so don't get so and it's hard to say because something when you're going through and you're somebody, somebody's going through something they're like well barbara i'm going through this it's not that doesn't feel that good and it's not and i know it's not gonna feel good but it's molding you to the person that you are and i always call them stepping stones of strength Mm. i always tell people those are just stepping stones of strength and your line strengthens you to be the person that you're gonna be because you have that special i always say the special gift in you and that's that
0: diamond factor Beautiful. Well, yeah. I'm sure that everybody listening in and uh, to today's episode is clear that you are an amazing shining diamond, no longer in the rough. Nope. <laughs> Still all <laughs> through some things, but you know, always the rough bad. part. You still have to buff the to keep to it To buff chipped,
1: it, yeah. Right? So that's
0: yeah, just uh-huh. part of it. That's just part of it. Um, Got to wipe it off sometime. Got to wipe it <laughs> off. It might get chipped if it bumps into something. You know, there's all kinds of, it's, you know, the metaphor continues. Um, yes. So before we wrap up, uh, share with our audience how they can get in touch with you and what kind of ways, like I know you're huge, so the shy little girl is now all over social media. She's an influencer. She's a personality, and she has a gift that uplifts others uh, in every single interview she does. You, you really have a talent there, my friend. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. So, how I get in touch with you? Well, the
1: biggest, uh, you can get in touch with me by, you can email me by showyourdiamond at gmail.com. Um, I do I am in like two different lanes under my umbrella of the diamond Factor. I call it so first of all I want to help women especially women empower women to do these kind of interviews like um, Nancy and I are doing right now and I do 15 20 minute interviews with the women so you can shine either for your business or if you're you know part of a charity or something that you really want to excuse me promote Those where I do those interviews for you. And I have a little package that I offer for that. And then I also, excuse me, help women like with their content. Like a lot of times, you know, you want to prepare yourself if you want to go out there and do interviews with others, or if you want to be on TV and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you're doing your content. You're you're, you're clear what you're saying. So I also help women with that as well. I'm also speaking. (laughs) So I got a lot, but yeah, to, to... so, so you know, just contact me with that email address. And I do, when I was Nancy, I was going to put it, I have a link where I'm giving like a little freebie of just little steps on how to do interviews
0: okay, better. Okay, great. So well. it'll, be, it'll be on this page uh, somewhere in the podcast. So you'll be able to go ahead and get that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Uh, I had the privilege of being with a diamond today. <laughs> so grateful for that. And you are shining like a diamond. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right, everybody, get out there <laughs> and shine like the diamond that you are. Uh, thank you for stopping by and listening in to today's episode. And be sure to check in for additional episodes of the Be Real Get Real podcast. Have an amazing day, everybody. Bye, Barbara. Bye. Thank you.